Hi, my name is Steve Warren, and I want to welcome you to this podcast. I'm believing today you'll be filled with faith, you'll be energized by hope, and you'll feel loved as this message seeks to transform and empower your life. God bless you as you listen to this. So good to be here. Please take your seats. Wow. Greetings from Utrecht, all the way from Utrecht. <laughs> so it cost me, uh, I think, 20 minutes, but I had a good time this morning in this beautiful church. And, uh, you know, recently, Pastor Steve was preaching in our church. And uh, so you know his messages, and they are very well sharp. You learn a lot. But, you know... He used a lot of humor, so as he mentioned himself. So, and um, so first, so I was just sitting on my chair and starting. I opened my notebook to make notes, and he said, "Yeah, he has a. Do you have a daughter? She's 16, and is she in the house? Is she single?" So, I was thinking, "What is he doing?" Because my my daughter's 16 years old. She was sitting next to me, and uh, so I grabbed her. I said, "Don't smile this morning." I warn you, don't smile this morning because he is looking after a beautiful woman because there are maybe in Amsterdam, there are <laughs> boys, 16, 17 year olds, are looking for a beautiful woman. So, <laughs> so at the other side, so he, he stepped on, um, on, on, on stage and I opened my notebook for the second time and uh, he said, um, you know, and then you have to know because... Um, we raise our children <laughs> in a way that church is not an option. You know, they are, they are sons and daughters of the pastor, so church is not an option. But they love to go to church. You know, as Pastor Steve mentioned, we bought a building our own, and, uh, and our children, you know, when, need, when we need people to construct or to clean, and my children, they raise their hands always, um, you know, for the, immediately. So, but, you know, so my children are always in the church. And, <laughs> and what happened was this. My son, 22 years old, Nino, and um, he went this particular, particular morning, particular Sunday, he went to another church with a friend to help that church with light, with the lights, you know. So he is, he is from my opinion, he's an expert in, in, in that. And, and what happened was that Pastor Steve asked him from stage, is Nino in the house? Is Nino in the house? So no response, but because Nino was there, wasn't there. So and what happened was that his friends in the church they recorded it and they did they did they did this. Nino, Nino, Nino in the house. So every time he passed by, the friends pressed the button. Nino, Nino, Nino in the house. But I. I but they don't laugh immediately because Pastor Steve says something else. Nino, Nino, Nino in the house. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so they, uh, you know, they uh, they laugh to him and then uh, then they 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 they, they, they let them let them show that uh, the fragment. So. You know, I, to be honest, I, I'm, it's, it's a blessing and an honor for me to be here because uh, uh, Pastor Steve and Lisby, they are very real good friends of us. Anki and, my, Anki and I, we are very blessed with those friends because they are real. 
And, you know, it's so important in this world that you met real people. You know, we live in a world, a lot of things are fake. You know, uh, Instagram, people show their beautiful face at a beautiful house. But, you know, beside, behind all those masks, you know, there is a real life. And to be honest, you know, we can share real, real life with each other. And that's so, so important, so valuable for us. And even recently, we uh, invited Pastor Steve, we had a little problem in the church or problem but and then you know then people then that people come and they have wisdom so I'm so thankful so why we don't give them a big hand because they are great pastors great friends you're so good guys thank you so much so before we jump in into the into the message I would love to share you show you a little video the Liberal Party in the Netherlands has it said, should, let's, yeah. let's get 3 billion euro uh, out of the budget, yes. 1 billion will yeah. stay, yeah. that's enough. And yeah. you, you opposed, well, you said... Well, you know, you should, we should just tell them, there's a lovely little story about heaven and hell. Um, this, this person was given a tour of heaven and hell. And when they came to, to hell... They saw that they were given, there was a huge feast going on, or it should have been going on, but it was people sitting round a table piled high with food. And the people sitting around there were miserable and thin because they were eating or supposed to be eating with long handled spoons. Now, the people in hell, they would dig into the food, and, the, and, the, and they couldn't get to the food. And then this person went to heaven, and he saw a replica of what was in, in hell, the table with people sitting there with food on the table, and, but the people in, hell, in heaven were enjoying themselves, and they were nice and fat because the one would say choop and feed the one opposite and that one on that side would scoop and feed the other person. Beware. Beware when you think only of yourself. You are going to... <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so let's close our eyes for a moment. Father, thank you so much. So much, Father. Thank you so much. Because you are a real Father. Thank you. Father, I pray. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, thank you for feeding us this morning. Thank you for bringing us news. Father, I pray that we all, we can open our hearts. But Father, will you where you gave some new insights this morning, where you gave some new information. Father, thank you so much. Father, I pray that you come into our lives on a way, Father, we can see everything. Like the movie says, it is everywhere. Father, it is because you are everywhere. And I pray that you, that we can reach that everything, Father, because the Bible says that you want, you, you want the best to us. You want the best for us. Father, thank you so much. Father, I pray 
a healing over a person here in this building, in this room. I pray a healing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You suffered for a couple of months with an with a, with a, with a, with a illness, with a sickness, and it is a struggle for you. It became a struggle. And God says, I've seen you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray healing over that. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for healing. Thank you that you touch hearts this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. The title of my uh, message this morning, then, you know, that's, that's you know, it, it, I always look for what is the title, what is a good title for the, for the sermon. And, um, and I think what, what we were thinking was because, you know, we all struggle sometimes with things in life, you know. And, you know, is, are we follow God? Do we follow God every day? Is this, is this the truth? And I think when I ask you, do you follow God? And then you will say, Pastor Martin or Brother Martin, of course I want to, if I follow the, the will of God. And, you know, I think it's important to, you know, to, 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 to want to, feel, to, 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 to follow the, the plan of God. But I think we do not uh, step every day into the plan. And um, so... I, my, my, um, my, my key verse, my key Bible verse for this morning is uh, Romans 12, verse 2. And it says, it says, And do not be confirmed to this world, but, transformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Wow! Wow, isn't that, isn't that great? The will of God for your life, for my life, is good, acceptable, and perfect. No doubt about it. So, as the movie says, it is everywhere. It is everywhere. The only thing we have to do is taking the right direction, taking the right steps. And that's, that's what, what I'm going to preach about this morning. And um, so... You know, are, are we following your, are, are, do you follow your calling or is it something else? And, um, and you know, the video of Desmond Tutu, I love the guy. He is, uh, you know, he is an, uh, a bishop from an, an, um, an Anglican church in, in South Africa. But he is also very politically involved. And I think the message is that do we use everything? Because it's everywhere. It is everywhere. God's provision is everywhere. But do we use it for ourselves? Then we, got a, then we come into problems because, you know, he said the, the guys were thin and, and the atmosphere was not positive. But the other group of people, you know, they, were, they had a party and they, you know, they were, they were so happy and, and, and they were so, you know, well fed because they use it the right way. And it's so important that we use everything God has given to us, all his provision, we use it the right way. And that's... I would like to talk about, and you know, there is a story of two, of two boys, and the two boys, they grew up in a very violent family. Father was very violent, an alcoholic, and a guy who came into problems, and, and you know, very violent, and he, he, you know, he had, a, he had problems with the law, he, he was in jail, and the boys, he had two boys, and, they, and, the, and the, the two boys grew up with a father like he, and you know, he was very violent, and he, he, you know, he was violent to his wife, and, in, 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 you know, in the face of the children, so it, it, was, it was a big problem. So, 
you know, and 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 what what what, what happened was that the, the the boys, the boys were, you know, they grew up with with a fight like that, and 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 they were, you know, they you know they they yeah they, they start their lives, you know, having problems, but when they become old, when they grew up, you know, the the, the one boy, one of the brothers, he had the same pattern as his father. The same problems, the same things. He was an alcoholic, he had a divorce, he was abusive to his, his family, and, you know, he was in jail. And the, and the other brother, you know, grew up in the, same, in the same family. The other brother, he, you know, had a good life. Starting a company, beautiful woman, children doing well in school and... You know, uh, he, he owned a house, he, he made money, he was happy. And then, after a couple of years, they both were asked, how come that you live this life? And, you know, I think the, the, the guy who grew up uh, very, very aggressive and very, in a, in a very negative, he says, what do you think grew in, growing up with a father like this? And then the other boy, the other son, were asked, the guy who was, who was successful and very, you know, um, flourishing, he, he got asked, why do you, why you are so successful? Why are you living the life you live? And, and then he says, what do you think growing up with a father like this? So I think, you know, I think our life is the result of our decisions. You know, your life is the result of your decisions. And I do not know your background, but I think we, our future is predictable because we have God. It's written in his word. And when we follow his steps, you know, our life is predictable. So it's not about your, your past. It's not about your, your history. It is about your future. And it has to do, the only thing we need to do is making good decisions. So, so the Bible says in um, Ephesians 4, 24, and it says, put on the new man in the image of God, who was in the image of God, was created in true justice and holiness. It says, put on. Put on, he says, put on. You know, and it's, it's, it's like a jacket, I think. It's, you know, it's, it's like a jacket. And before you want to uh, wear yourself with a new jacket, you need to remove your old jacket. So a lot of people who think when they come into, they choose for Christ, they, they, they think unconsciously that they can wear their old jacket. But that's not true. We can't wear our old jacket. The Bible says, put on the new you put on the new you. So, and you know, when, when, when we look to this verse, this scripture, it says, you know, it's, it's, it asks an action from us. It asks to act. You know, it's not by, by you know, it's not uh, happened. It's only happened when we make a decision. So, so I think, you know, I think the, 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 the importance to change I think that's one of the most important things to, to grow in Christianity. When we, you know, when we, uh, um, you know, I was 19, that I made a decision for, for Jesus. And it cost me years 
to have another life. But, for example, I love the story of Paul because Paul understood, you know, what to do after his conversion. And maybe, as you know, Paul, he was a persecutor of Christians. It was his work, but it was also his hobby. He was very aggressive to Christians. And, you know, and on his way to Damascus, he got a vision. You know, he fell on the, on the ground under the power of God, and God starts speaking to him. And then, you know, he, at, at the same moment, uh, in another part of, uh, of the country, uh, uh, a guy called Ananias got, a, um, got information from God. And he says, go to that place. He had a vision, and, and, the, and, and, and the voice says, go to the place, and you need to meet Saul, you know. And the guy was so upset. Saul, <laughs> you know, he, the guy is so aggressive. The guy is so, you know, after, you know running after Christians to, to make their lives, uh, to turn their the lives into hell. And, but God says, I need that guy. I have a plan for his life. And then, I love this. And then, and then in, um, in Act 9, it says, Saul stayed with the believers in Damascus for a few days. He immediately went to tell the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. Everyone who heard him was very surprised. The people said, isn't that the man who persecuted the believers in Jerusalem? And he wanted to capture all the followers of Jesus and bring them uh, to the high priest. He came here for that, right? So people were so, you know... Uh, looking, what, 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 is, what is happening here? But the funny of this is that, you know, after his repentance, he immediately went to the synagogue. So, in, in, I think two, three verses are between running after Christians to, to, to hurt them, to bring them to the high priest, and running to the synagogue are three verses. So what, what Paul did, it was a response, he gave a response to his conversion. He gave a response. He immediately started to respond running after Jesus. And then, you know, I think, I think um, the key verse of this morning says that we have to do the same. You know, I said, and, and I, I showed a video, and it says it's everywhere. And I think it is everywhere. The provision you need in every part of your life is everywhere. But we need to use it the right way. And Romans 12, 2 says, and do not be confirmed to this world, conformed to this world, but, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. This is it. You know, when I ask you, do you want the good and acceptable uh, and perfect will of God in your life? What, do you, what would you respond? What would you say? Yes. Yeah. You, you know, I think everybody wants, but, you know, this is the question. You know, it says, but not be confirmed, but be transformed but by, by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. So, and I think that's, that's a process. So, and the, you know, the, the question will be, is this a question? And the answer is no. It's an order. You know, do not be, you know, and, and, and I think you know, the, 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 the funny thing is that, that we need to respond after a call of God. So we have, you know, we have the choice to wait. You know, you raise your hand and, and then wait and then somebody pray and you wait. But the Bible says we need to be 
renewed. Our minds need to be renewed because our minds are loaded with old information. Our minds are loaded with pain, you know, and, 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 and negative images. So when we come to Christ, then changing is not an option. We need to change. So, so when I think the reason why this scripture says this is not unimportant because why change? And the reason is that you may prove that the will of God is the good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. That's the reason we need to change because when we don't change or when we reject change, you know, we can't sense or we can't, we can't step in into the acceptable and perfect will of God. So sometimes, you know, and I, in, my, in the past, to be honest, I was the same, and sometimes we cry out to God and say, God, why happened, is this happening in my life? You know, the Bible says we have to go from glory to glory, and some people, as I did after my conversion, you know, you step into problem from problem to problem. But the Bible says, the, Bible's, the Bible promises us to go from glory to glory. So, you know, and I think the reason is that God wants to give it. It is everywhere. So you're now here, and it's here. And when, you are, when you're stepping into the car or into public transport, and when you go home, it is there. You know, it is there. And, you know, I think the only thing we have to do is to choose the right way how we can step in. And, and you know, so I think um, uh, when we talk about change, then, to be honest, it is not easy. You know, when you ride, who is riding with his left hand? Who is riding with the right hand? <laughs> so when you ride with your, with your right hand, and, for example, you're not allowed to ride with your right hand, you have to ride with your left hand for a month, is that easy? That, no, that's not easy. That's, you know, that is a process. That's step by step. And I think change is not easy. I'm not here to say, oh, hallelujah, change. Uh, we press a button. We press a button and everything is changed. Hallelujah. Maybe Pastor Steve can, but I not. I can't. So, you know, so, <laughs> so change is not easy. And, you know, I think that uh, the way we behave and communicate, that's written in our childhood. And in the transactional analysis, we call that script. You know, we call that script. We follow our script. And that was the question. Do we, follow, do we follow God every day? Do we follow Him every day? Do we follow His plans? Not every day. Sometimes we follow something else. And that's we follow our script. And, you know, I think and I, a script is what you find in your system of origin. It's what you find in your family. And, you, and, and the decisions you make in your childhood, you know, that they, they determines your behavior, behavior and the way of thinking and talking today, most of the time. So, but we are Christians. We have the Bible, you know. So, but things that really play a role in writing your script are, you know, and maybe you recognize some of them, you know, parents who have problems with each other or... Um, you know, parents who do not have, you know, that much, that much intimacy with each other. Or, you know, maybe in your childhood your parents got divorced or maybe you lose a parent. Maybe one of your parents passed away or, you know, so I think that all, that all are things that can happen and that determines 
your script that determines how you respond and how you react on certain situations. So a story that, re that touched me was the story of the weeping camel. And um, I've been in Mongolia five times. And, um, and um, um, in, 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 in Mongolia, a lot of people live, live like nomads. You know, they live in, in, in tents and, and, and sometimes they move from one to another place. And, and people live very close to the ghosts, goats, sheep and camels and, um, and they live a hard life. So the story is that, and it says a lot of how we write script, how we, how we, how we start acting in a certain way, and, and, um, and it's a story about the camel, and in, in, in Mongolia, the people are used to give their uh, animals names, and it's Ingen Tamei, it is a camel, and she is, uh, almost gave birth to a baby, and, but she holds, and everybody holds their breath, because she see, they, everybody sees that that, 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 that Inge Tomei is suffering a lot. She suffered hellish pains and, she, and the delivery takes a, took a long time. So it takes a long time. So she holds in pain. And then, eventually, the baby is born. And they call him, the family, the, the, the people around, the, they were watching, they call, they call her Botok. But the mother, Inge Tomei, is so much in pain that she rejects Botok. So you have to know that, the, you know, the, 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 the baby is born and, you know, try to stand up. And the first thing the baby wants to do is go to his mother. Go to his mother. Yeah, that's what we do. You know, when we, when we get born, you know, when, then we want to go to a mother. We want uh, that our mother give attention to us, comfort us, give, feed us. So that's what the, baby, what the baby did. So, and they go to the mother. And what the mother does is she, she was in, in much pain. She kicked to Botok. And she kicked to Botok. And Botok tries it another, again, another time. Another time. And she went to, he went to his mother to, to drink. And, and then uh, Ingen Tomei kicks her away again. And then Botok becomes silent. You know, it's, she stops reaching out. She stops reaching out. She stops asking. So her reaching out is interrupted. So when that happened often with us, when we reach out and it's not answered, and, and especially by our father and mother when we are very young, and I talk about very young, it's, you know, in, in months, six months, a year, one and a half year. So that's the period we write, we are writing a script. So, so you know, this way, on this way, we make conclusions in our lives. We call it child conclusions. In transactional analysis, we call it script. And, you know, so, and the reason why we act sometimes, you know, a little strange, that's written in our script. So our script, you know, determines most of the time how we, how we respond in situations. So, but as we said, Romans 12.4, but to see... The full will of God, we must change. We must change. And to be honest, when it comes to script, I grew up in, um, you know, my father was, you know, burnout very often. He was mentally very weak. And so when I was very young, two, three, four years old, you know, it was not, you know, I was not, 
you know, I couldn't really, you know, uh, um, be a kid. I was helping my father because my, my father was very, you know, uh, emotional. And, and so when I was young, I, I, I tried to help my father. So in the present, so, you know, I, I, I remember when I was married Anki, because Anki, my beautiful wife, she's very positive, very enthusiastic. She looked like a little bit like Lisby. And, you know, very enthusiastic. And, and then sometimes just after our marriage, I came home and... And then, uh, and then she, sh- and she come to me, oh, hey, oh, good to have you here, and I love you, and, you know, and then I step back, you know, so I feel, what do you need from me? Do you need something from me? Do you need help, or, you know? So that was not what I wanted. This was not my, you know, the response I would like to give, but it was my script was responding in a situation. So, you know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, 5 verse 17, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him, a savior, he is a new creature, Bible says, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual conditions have passed away, behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. I love the amplified translation here. It says, you are a new creation. Hello, you are a new creation. You know, I think when, sometimes when we look to each other, are you a new creation? No, we are a new creation. You know, it's not depend on, 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 on our past, but it's, uh, the Bible says we are a new creation. So say to your neighbor, you are a new creation. 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 So, so I think the, what this scripture says is we can make a choice that the old things are over. Our old script must be over. You know, our old child decisions are over, I think. So, you know, and the reason is how, how we can do that, how we can do that, that's we have to make a choice for God. And so sometimes come to church, we raise our hand, hallelujah. We go to church, we visit the connect group, we trust God with our finances. But, but, and that's, that all are very good things. But, you know, the question is, is, you know, has the new attitude come? Has the new you come? And, you know, so there are three, three points that help you got into a new you. And I, you know, it's not rocket science. They are very simple points. But the first is work on personal develop, development. Work on personal development. And, you know, what is the will of God for your life? Do you know what the will of God for your life is? So when not, please, you know, search after the will of God for your life. And the question is, what are the actions you take? Are your actions, your communication, how you respond, how you look to things, or is it healthy? And the other point is, another thing is, in point one is choose for a positive environment. And I say healthy friends. When I, you know, when I choose for Jesus, I brought a lot of, you know, negative friends. So they were not a good environment for me. So they didn't help me, you know, to, to get a better life. So good 
relationships are very important. The second point is, and it's very simple, but it's prayer. Do not pray once over your life or over your problem. But I love the, 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 the scripture, how David worked this out. And that's in, that's in Psalm 51, verse 12. It says, create a pure heart in me. It's not that he says, oh God, will you please? No, he is crying out to God, create a pure heart in me. Oh God, renew my mind, make me steadfast. And I think that's a prayer we need to pray every day. Not once, not, not twice, but this is a pray, prayer we need to pray every day. So, and the third thing is, the third thing is accountability. You know, dare to be quiet. You know, who gives you honest feedback? Are you known about the people? Do you know the people who gave you, you know, really feedback? Did you choose people who gave you honest feedback? And, you know, do you have someone, maybe a connect group leader, or you allow to speak freely into your lives? I think accountability is one of the most important things in life. You know, and to be honest, I do not want to be rude, but... You know, I believe someone who is not accountable can never become a six plus in life. I think, to be honest, you know. Someone who is, new, who is not accountable cannot become a seven, a six or seven plus. You know, you set yourself up for mediocrity when we are not accountable. So I have friends, friends like Pastor Steve and Lisby, I want to be accountable to. And it's so important to be accountable. So... The Bible says, you know, we want to be transformed in our, in our minds. And then when we are really open to do that, we must bring all areas of, lives, of, our, of our life under God's power and our control. I love the scripture in James. James, I do not know really what kind of personality he is, but he's very straight. And I love it. He says, James, James 1, 21, 22 says, Therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls and, it's, and it says it's funny but be doers of the world word and not hearers only isn't that beautiful isn't that beautiful it says be doers of the word says james not only hearers and it's clear you know, it's clear. It says, it says so clear that, that, that you know, I, I, I love what it says, that, that it says, you know, the implanted word. It says, it speaks about the implanted word. You know, it says that before you were born, God has a plan. That's what Psalm 119 says. But there is a word implanted in you. What, what are we going to do with that implanted word? I think it's so important to, you know, to step in into God's will and, you know, and work on that implanted word. So I think every, everybody in the world, there are a lot of problems, but in all the people there is, a, there is a word of God implanted. And the only thing we have to do is call on that word to you know we have to pray over the word we ask that word to come to come up in us so so i think another translation says accept the message 
that God, that is, that is planted in you. Accept it. Do we accept it? You know, do we accept it? I do not know what kind of situations you face or what kind of crisis maybe. But, the, but you know, the question is, do we accept? The only thing we need to do is accept the message. And accepting is about taking the truth of God, taking the truth and place it in your situation. Not once, not twice, not for a week, but every day. Every day. And you know, there are roughly four areas in life where we have, where we have to accept the message to create it. Four areas. And they're always, they're all side branches, but you know, four areas we need to bring under the control of God. Guilt, anger, greed, and jealousy. So guilt says, I owe you something. And what guilt says is you keep, you keep paying and never feel free. People who, you know, live, who suffer with guilt, they never feel free. You keep paying, it's never enough. It's like a prison. You know, you make yourself smaller to people. That's what people who feel guilty does. They make, they make themselves smaller. And people who wrote this script of these people are people who have too little support in life. They often feel guilty. People who feel guilty, you know, in their childhood, they write a script that they can't ask too much. And anger says, you owe me something. You have to pay. You, and what you do is you make yourself bigger. And people who are anger, angry off, very often, you know, the script is in their childhood there were no boundaries. You know, they had parents who do not set limits. So they do not have a boundary. So they think they can step in, into every area. And, you know, so I think if you don't, you know, you, you know, you're out of balance. We need boundaries. And, we, and when we have children, we set them boundaries. We give them boundaries. So greed says, I owe myself something. You know, and greed says that you make yourself impo more important to others. It keeps you away from the heart of God. And the feeling is, you never have enough. And the cause of this script is, greed grows in an environment where there is a little love and there is a little love when you are a child, a little child you know, you, 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 you try to, to, to make yourself comfortable and that's where greed comes from so greed, to be honest, is a false comfort for the soul it never helps, it never satisfies you for 100% and jealousy says finally God owes me something the other gets more do you know that? you understand? you feel something like Because jealousy, I think, is an enemy of your soul. And the cause of this script is jealousy is born in a field of shortage, especially emotional shortage. So, you know, to be in God's plan, we need to move. We need to move. You know, we need to move. We can't stand still. We can't stand still. And I love what Deuteronomium says, and I want to close... This, uh, this, this, this sermon with Deuteronomium 11.31 we need to move and it says for you are to cross over the Jordan to go in to take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you in it you know what it says 
you need to cross over. You know, so, and there is a, there is a land especially for you. And that's what, what we call in church, that's your calling. God has a, a special calling for you and for me. You know, and, 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 but to step in into that calling, to step in into that promised land, we need to cross over. And for to cross over, we need to make a decision. We need to make a decision. We need to, you know, to make a decision to make, to work on the renewing of our mind. So let's close our eyes. Well, thank you for listening today. I want to take a few more moments of your time because it may be today you realize that you need to get your relationship right with Jesus Christ. Maybe you've never asked Him into your life before. Or maybe for some reason you've been, you've been moving away from Him. And today, I want to invite you to come back to Him. Or it may be that you're just not sure you're going to heaven. And so I want to lead you in a prayer right now. And I would really love for you to say this prayer with me. And then straight after this prayer, I would love you to do something for me. But hey, let's pray right now. Dear God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for me. I ask that you would forgive me. I turn away from my past and I give you my life. Come and live in me. I thank you that today I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you prayed that prayer today, the Holy Spirit has done something in your life. And so I want you to tell us about it. I want you to email info at c3amsterdam.nl and let us know you've made this decision and let us have your address because I'd love to send you a book that will help you make this decision really strong and become a follower of Jesus. And we'll also be able to help you get planted in a church near you. God bless you.